0: I'm Daniel, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Robert, and my pronouns are also he and him.
1: And And this this is is Grizzly Kiki. Kiki. This is Jackie Huba, a.k.a. Leading Trinity with Drag Out the Vote. Drag Out the Vote is an organization that registers voters and gets them to the polls with the help of drag queens from across the country. We've got a lot of events coming up, so you're going to see us out registering voters all over. If you want to check your voter registration to make sure you're registered, go to dragoutthevote2020.org. Or go to a link on our social media,
0: which is at Vote on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you're registered. Go grab three of your friends. Make sure they're registered. And follow us to help us get out the vote and bring us to the polls.
1: Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to another episode. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You're welcoming me back? Yeah, I'm welcoming you back. Oh, thanks. Yeah.
0: Thanks for the welcome.
1: (laughs) Um, I replaced you with a robot. You replaced me with Yeah, for robot. all these years, like Brittany. Wow.
0: Or Avril. Um, I was going to say, who am I? Brittany Spears, but I could mm-hmm. also be Avril Lavigne.
1: Um, yeah. what, uh, what's up with you? Nothing much. I've had a very busy week. Um, we're in the middle of a collection rehousing at my job. So we're, um, yeah, it's, I've been moving a lot of boxes and paintings and things like that. So it's been fun. but Cool. Yeah. Um, something also that I I kind of wanted to mention is that um, me and, and a few other coworkers at work were talking about um, how to not necessarily how to deal with but how to approach either asking people about their pronouns or even you know making hours clear and something that I've been doing since I started at this new job was revamping uh, most of the forms that we use for. Um, art transport, donations, you know, things like that, like internal documents. And what I went through and did was that I basically made anywhere that referred to he slash she into just they, because it, it, it's quite simple. And it's already made a big difference in in terms of how people receive our paperwork and how we communicate with them. Um, and... I've also started adding uh, my own pronouns to my email signature because I feel like not just because the the community that my job serves is diverse in every kind of way. But uh-huh. I, I think that in general, it, it should be something that people might want to get into the habit of because it it not only protects you in terms of, you know, having your Uh, gender identity and preferred pronouns being respected Mm -hmm. but then you know you can kind of cause uh, a sea change because part of what inspired me to do this is that i have noticed that people who i email with have their pronouns listed in their email signatures so i was talking with a bunch of my coworkers, and we're essentially all switching it over so that we have our pgps listed under our titles Uh um because it also it just it shows uh a kind of unified respect for gender identity. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. what were the changes that you noticed when you, when you changed over um, the order forms
0: or the, the forms that you have?
1: Some, somebody was donating something to us uh-huh. last week and she is a, she's a trans woman. Okay. And when she, you know, when I when I I basically reached out to her to start the, the donation paperwork process uh-huh. and she noticed that I had my PGPs listed mm-hmm. and she said, thank you so much for, you know, for listing your PGPs. That's, you know, really great to see that, by the way, my PGPs are she, she and she and her. So I feel like that, you know, if people see that you're listing your pronouns then they will volunteer theirs and then there's no excuse for any misgendering. Right. You know, because it is a hard thing sometimes to ask people, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, I don't I, I just listen and go with what, you know, they want. But I feel like sometimes it's hard for people to pay attention to that stuff.
0: So I I agree with you 100 percent that it's it's something that I think most people like mm-hmm. even myself really um, I feel like it's something that I don't a hundred percent take seriously, but I'm sort of hoping that by integrating it like integrating it into the podcast after being inspired to do it by uh our friends at tea with queen and jay mm-hmm. um i th- I hope that it will normalize it to the point where it's just a natural thing exactly and I'm, I think that's the goal um i'm I'm wondering I know that um well how did you cuz you're doing it and other coworkers are doing yes. it as well mm-hmm. so how did you how did you go about uh discussing the implementation of that
1: well i just you know it, it was at our weekly staff meeting okay and i i said you know i have been changing the forms over to be gender neutral so that you know well basically you know they're they're just forms but but forms which are you know like black and white on paper like mm-hmm. It If you don't see yourself included, then you're going to feel excluded. That's just how right, it works. Right. So I said, to be completely inclusive, I've made all of our forms gender neutral in terms of the pronouns that uh, the forms used to refer to, you know, the people we're giving them to. Mm-hmm. I said, and I've also begun to put my pronouns in my email signature because I think that it would um, further, you know, further our... Our mission of being inclusive right in in our own community um and obviously not that anybody at my job is but again if you see something in writing then it it can make you more comfortable right i think so everybody really received it quite well and um yeah it it, it you know thankfully the the people that i work with are very with it you know in in terms of these things like there's not a lot of well you work for you work for an institution that it is named after a queer man yeah exactly so but 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 babe like you know there are queer people who you know will still say oh but this plural thing like like it still exists you know like yeah i just i would imagine i would imagine that
0: the you know, because your institution is named after a queer Latinx man, I would imagine that the people working there would be more, mm-hmm. uh, the, I just, I imagine them being a little bit woker than, than, uh, oh, your the, average, yeah. like,
1: no, no. Know. And they definitely are. I just, I like to err on the side of caution. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> when it comes to of these course. things. Um, also where, where, uh, for the first time ever, I'm having to review resumes, which is really weird because mm-hmm. we're, um, searching for somebody to replace uh, our collections manager. And so we have gotten at least one resume where they list their pronouns and their gender nonconforming person. And I thought, well, we need to, you know, all of us need to have this listed because we're, you know, everybody's using this and i think it's important so that was the inspiration no that was just that was just one of the not it was affirm it was affirmation confirmation Confirmation that this was a necessary step exactly and and again not not that i needed to make the case because all i said was i did this this week and hey how about this well part of me asking that is
0: um i'm thinking about people who work in places that are not as woke as your institution and how they like what what um, what would be a good way uh, like as a template for them to use to uh, to express the importance of this and the good that will come of it to their employer I'm just I'm thinking about that because I I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. work I don't necessarily work in a in a place. Even though I would I would say that everyone I work with is incredibly liberal, and Mm -hmm. you know that there was definitely the there was an it was okay, or at least it felt like it was okay for us all to be sad Mm -hmm. when Trump was elected, for example, right. So there are elements of of um, of like understanding and, and all that in the institution I work in, but i I feel like I will still get pushback should mm-hmm. I suggest this so I'm sort of wondering what
1: kind of language I could well, use and maybe some of our listeners could use I think it's m- more of an action based thing uh-huh. as well so like you know what if you like if you don't if you hit journal already just add your pgps to your email signature Hmm. and there are if you literally just type how to list pronouns in your email signature on google you will get a ton of recommendations because there are different Mm -hmm. um places you want to put it you know do you want it at the very end under like underneath your like email and phone number do you want it right after your title do you want it in parentheses next to your name it all really depends like how you it's especially if you're, you know, I would say, gender nonconforming, and you know, you prefer they them pronouns, then you know, you 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 may want that front and center, you know, like right after your name. For me, it's it's like the third line of my email signature. Um, so I I think it just depends on your level of comfort and how you know. Essentially, you want it in people's faces, I think. Like, these are my pronouns. I get mistaken for somebody who identifies as female all the time on the phone Mm -hmm. just because my voice tends to, I guess, sound more feminine. And while I don't necessarily have a problem with the mistake happening once, if I correct the person, right, and they continue doing it, I'm like, okay, we just talked about that. Like, you can – like, you're not even looking at me, but, like, you see my name there. Like, And, again, I am not – very offended by that but you know there are people who are further marginalized who you know this is like number one priority for them so i would say based on your you know your your level of priority and comfort you can look at these examples and choose the one that best suits you and then you know start sending out emails with that and maybe at a meeting mention it and say hey i think that you know this would be a good idea mm. cuz it's definitely a, on an individual basis right. you know i've noticed right. cuz i've gotten emails from people at the same company and somebody has their pgp's listed and the other person doesn't oh so it's you know yeah cuz you don't have hmm. to disclose you know it's it's um you know, unlike your contact information and your title and whatever, it's not, you know, your gender is not something that you have to disclose in your email signature. But I think right. that it is, um, it's a, a you know, doing that is a, one more step toward full inclusion.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's a great, um, it's a great action step to have as regular, you know, regular ass working people mm-hmm. who have email addresses at our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I would like to talk about Beetlejuice, if we can. <gasps> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice. Um, we went to see the Broadway show Beetlejuice this past week. Um, We're taking advantage of, uh, what's it called? <laughs> we're taking advantage of Broadway week? Is yes. that what it's called?
1: I thought you said so we went to see Beetlejuice and we're taking advantage of. Um, no. Which kind of
0: works a little bit, but. Oh, I don't know what you mean, but I'm excited <laughs> to find out. <laughs> uh yeah so during broadway week uh broadway shows are two for one basically yep. and so um i always imagine that it was because uh broadway week happens at during the last week of january and the first two weeks of february and that's usually when it's the coldest <laughs> so i imagine that they're just trying to lure people to the theater when it's usually empty yeah. with the promise of cheaper tickets Anyway, that all being said, um, Beetlejuice, Um, I thought it was good considering that it is an adaptation of a film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am a little tired of adaptations of films, I will say. Um, I I explained to you in the car one of the things that, that annoys me is that in a Broadway musical, when they're translating it from a movie, there'll be something that exists as a movie montage and takes up maybe a minute of the film itself. Uh, but in the Broadway version, it translates for some reason into a 20-minute thing. And it usually doesn't make sense. And the example I gave you was in Legally Blonde when, um, when Elle Woods is essentially told by her ex that Uh, he thinks that she's too stupid to be at Harvard studying to be a lawyer. She, um, she just, she is like fired up and is like, Oh, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. And then we see a montage of her studying, buying a laptop, like, you know, the whole bit uh, basically like showing her, her newfound commitment to becoming a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And in the musical, it's 20 minutes, literally 20 minutes where, We go from her dorm room to talking about the type of shampoo she uses to an entire uh, a moment in a department store. Like it's just a whole thing that lasts for a lot longer. And it can be cute. I, I mean, if it furthers the story, it can be great. But I found that in most cases, it's just, it's very, um, it's a lot like the plot of Cats. (laughs) Where the plot of Cats is essentially these cats are all introducing themselves. So you're just telling me, hey.
1: You're like going down a receiving line.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, I and I've noticed that, I mean, I've noticed that that's how they they further the Mm -hmm. storyline in most um, uh, movie adaptations on Broadway. Lydia.
1: (sighs) Well, I will say, I was very excited oh. to see this musical because I love I love Beetlejuice. It's one of those movies that I I remember sometimes that I like it so much because mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times and I haven't seen it in a while. Um but honestly if if it hadn't been for Broadway Week and then on top of that the fact that it's being pushed out yeah. of its house in June, I don't think that I would have felt as much of an urgency to see it. But, you know, we saw one or two videos on you, like behind the scenes videos on YouTube that made it look on YouTube's, um, on YouTube,
0: um, the YouTubes,
1: um, that made it look really cool. So I thought, yeah. you know, let's just go watch something that's going to be fun. And Lydia, like, yes. Do you, do you want to take this one or? So in the movie, there's a charming element to
0: Lydia's darkness. She's just <laughs> always upset. And there's something undeniably charming. Maybe it's simply because that character was played by uh, Miss Charming herself, Winona Ryder, yeah. who it was, there was just like an awkwardness and that made her charming Yeah. to her, like up until that point in her career. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why they decided to make Lydia a... Like, una mujer en luto, like that's what she was
1: in the right. Like, I never, she was in like this. I never
0: thought of her that way. That Lydia has like a dead
1: mom, like, like, oh, right. Spoiler alert, right? Like, well, it's not a spoiler, it's the first line of dialogue in the whole show. You can, like, (laughs) it starts with a funeral, like her mom's funeral. And I literally found myself thinking, like, did I miss something in the movie? Like, because. She's just a creepy girl who's forced to move upstate or to Connecticut with her mom and dad. And, you know, they're going to renovate this house and make it super modern. Like, that was the, you know, how they got there and then the ghosts and all that. But this thing where there are all these songs about her dead mom. and, And it's something that, like, permeates the whole show, which I honestly think if you remove that element and just have it be that, like, you know, like... Idelia is his his uh, her her dad's girlfriend and her life coach which is the premise of this you know that that's how it is in the show and you just exclude all of this heaviness it would just be a lot more entertaining because it It's just really sappy and saccharine at certain points. And Lydia, the character, is not this girl in mourning. She is a gothy, kooky loner. So just FYI,
0: Lydia is from her dad's first marriage in the movie. I don't remember. No, no, that's her mom. Delia is her mom. Yes, but... Not biologically. Oh, I never... Are you sure? I just looked it up on Wikipedia. So Delia
1: is her stepmother in the movie? Delia okay. is her stepmother. Either way. Yeah. Either way, still. Yeah. We, we didn't know about all... I mean, it's not really pointed out in the movie that I can remember. I think we should go back and watch it to see if there's any yeah. any reference made to I, it. Because I I know I read the Wikipedia page and it said her mom, not her stepmom. When I was it trying says, to compare the two. And
0: his, it mentions the dad and then says, and his daughter from his first marriage oh so
1: that to me says oh that's interesting yeah well either way it it was just not good what they did like i I, I, don't
0: remember lydia being obsessed with death because of the passing of her mother which i guess we don't i I don't know i don't
1: know i mean it might have been a prompt and but the thing is it's not really they don't dwell on it in the movie it's just she is you know like of like a, a gothy girl Who's just, you know, very and also like Victorian, which is the other thing, you know, and like the costuming was fine and all of that in the play. But I don't know. She also just seemed younger than I remember. Hmm. Like, I don't remember exactly how old Lydia was supposed to be in the movie. But this, the the young woman who played um, Lydia just seemed very young. Like Lydia was like 12, maybe 11.
0: I feel like she was young. Like the, in the character. Movie? Yeah. Mm. I feel like she was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah.
1: And I think the the actress who was playing Lydia did an okay job, not as good as the the actress who originated the role. Because like in the it even it, it, it's just a difference in terms of singing. Right. You know, that the the original's a little better. But um yeah. other than that, I really liked it.
0: I I liked everything except for all of the moments where Lydia grieving her mom's death, like it it interrupted and stopped any progress of storytelling because it it didn't help to know mm-hmm. that this young girl is grieving her mother's death it yeah. didn't help like it, it it didn't help to to really further the story no. it just you know i guess gave a more palatable reason for why she dressed in black why she was so depressed why she didn't talk to her dad like yeah. there was just a lot of of stuff that I don't think we really need – as an audience that has seen the movie, mm-hmm. I'm imagining, because why else would you go see a Broadway version of a of a movie uh, if you don't have some kind of nostalgia for the movie, yeah, right? exactly. Uh, I think that we understood that Lydia was just this dark teenager, mm-hmm. and we were fine with it. Yeah. Especially given the fact that – again, the fact that Winona Ryder played her, and Winona Ryder is known for being – you know, brooding teenager, mm-hmm. sad girl, sad girl, yeah, yeah, a brooding teenager, as yeah, well, yeah. Um, so that's that's her sort of her thing, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But I thought that everything else, the guy who plays Beetle, basically
1: the entire rest oh my of god, the, god cast, the set, phenomenal. Like, well, the, see the first, like the set is amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's technically complicated. They do amazing things. The sandworms, fabulous. Like I don't oh, know the, how, the, like the puppetry, the puppetry's the, phenomenal. It's next level. Like when yeah. that pig it's like running oh, after yeah. them with a knife just it, it like i think it is totally worth going to see if you love beetlejuice and then you get to have an opinion about it but right. it's um yeah and and the guy who played beetlejuice was great like i've never thought of beetlejuice as sexy yeah and this beetlejuice was sexy like not just mm-hmm. in the way he looked but like the the energy that the character had and the dialogue it was um like not not Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice, who you no. didn't like. He was just like, you know, bleh. Um mm. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. It was really a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's just it's really unfortunate about what they did to Lydia. I just, because the show is so great everywhere else. And it's not, like, they're not reinventing the wheel here at all. They're just making a really great film adaptation. And they're not even changing the story necessarily. Uh, They're just, I guess, moving the timeline a little bit. The
1: timeline, the roles, you know, like like the, you know, that is a life coach, not a a sculptor and, you know, things like that. I mean, but there were some really good performances, particularly from the the actress who played the wife of Lydia's father's business associate. Mm -hmm. She was great. Like, that Mm -hmm. was such a, like...
0: That's the thing you know. is that there are so many strong performances happening around Lydia. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the actress who plays Lydia is was doing a bad job. It's just you sort of forgot that she was acting at a certain point And you were just like, this rain cloud needs to go home. Yeah. Who brought her here? Like, It's, it's
1: far too you know? much of a rain cloud for this type of show, even yeah. if it's on Broadway. Yeah, Because like, it does change the tone quite a bit bit
0: yeah there's a there's a there's a really um the the scene that happens at the end of the movie i'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet uh but the, there's a particular moment that happens at the very very end of the movie like right before the credits and they recreated in this show and she again interrupts that moment to sing about how she misses her dead mom and i just don't I was understand very upset by that the, this moment is supposed to it's it's completely superfluous it doesn't further any any of the story it's just for us to see something fun and you have to interrupt it to Mm -hmm. remind us that this person is still sad like it's it's too much it was just it was it was far too much yeah um so yeah that was beetlejuice um (laughs) let us know if you've seen it and what you think um we're gonna take a break but uh when we come back we have a list of stuff that we'll talk about after the break so we'll see you after the break Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the Kiki going. We're back, and today's episode is called "Late to the Party" because we're going to talk about things that we were late to the party with. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to explain what we mean by "late to the party"? So,
1: late by late to the party, we mean things that we were—I like that throughout our lives, people were like, "Oh, you should listen to this, you should watch this, you should do this, you should try this," and we were just kind of like, "Yeah, no, not really." Like, don't want that right now. Right. Moving on. And then kind of past the moment when it was like the thing, we individually or together in some cases were like, ooh, well, how about that? Mm-hmm. And so we were late to the party. Oh, and exactly. also that we ended up really enjoying it. Yes. So late to the party.
0: Yes. Um
1: do you want to start we're yeah. basically just going to go back i'm going to start because i think i have the most embarrassing one of all oh we're starting with that Oh, oh we're st- yes because we're good we're not going to make it very long though oh okay so the first thing or person rather that i was late to the party about was britney spears really yeah yeah how late are we talking college what album what album brought you in oh shit uh no not college um like wait a minute um um what album the Britney right no where she, uh you're talking with about the, with the like Britney was or whatever what was Slave for you on Slave for you was Britney yeah because yeah. then there was like two before that or one there was two yeah so it was at some point maybe. Th- third year of high school okay so the only reason i remember it is because one of my friends we were, we had to build period rooms in high school based on like period rooms and museums very long story won't go into it but in the room that we, we were assigned like the teenager bedroom and like oh. we, like we, we turned a classroom into like period rooms right yeah so i was paired with my friend liz and somebody else and liz was a, a big britney spears fan mm-hmm. so she brought in her poster for Britney and I just remember thinking at that time that I saw it like man I really like Britney and I I had been listening to her because I um borrowed my cousin's um uh what do you call that Britney albums and oh. and copied them oh okay so i was like i was full and then but i remember like from freshman year onward liz my friend was a huge Britney Spears fan mm-hmm. had you know the little like the thong up to her to like her where the v would be or whatever mm-hmm. like in high school okay like mid year showing belly button ring like the whole nine yards she would sing in the hallway in all of this and her chunky sneakers. Uh-huh. And I was always just like, oh, oh my God, like, why is she being so loud? Like, it is so early in the <laughs> morning, or like, you know, can you, we not have to dodge this girl who's like spinning in the hallway? Right. Right. But I love Liz. So anyway, but I was just like, it, 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 it sometimes when things are, people around me are like so into something. I'm just kind of like, but why? Like, why is it occupying so much of like your time? Not, not that I just want to be a contrarian.
0: That's how I feel about Pokemon. You can continue. Oh,
1: I'm not even. Please continue. I, I have. Ne- I am. I don't care if I never get to that party. Right. But anyway, please. Continue. So, but when I started listening to her, I was like, this is amazing. I can't relate to any of it, but yeah, this is great. <laughs> like, you know. And I think it was because I actually started paying attention to to her and like letting her in. Mm. Um. But it, it really was just because I I guess I found it annoying that people were so um, hyped or have been so hyped about her. Like there was nothing else. I, th- I think that's the other thing is that like people like Britney Spears would come on the scene. And at that point, it was, you know, like boy band, girl band or, you know, like teeny boppers like her. Right. And it was just not the music that I was interested in like at that point i was you know going to the village to buy eurythmic cds with my allowance okay you know that's when i was like really um i was going to ask you what you were listening yeah to i instead. was i was listening to that i was listening to i mean always david bowie but but mainly eurythmics was like high school for me because i remember they had a lot of albums and weren't making any more
0: i remember getting the cd single for baby one more time in the secret Santa that we did in my theater class. Mm-hmm. Like talk about freshman year of, of mm-hmm. high school. Talk about
1: like kismet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's very interesting to me. Cause like, you know, when you do say like, what were you listening to? It's that again, I often felt like sometimes people who were listening to like the Beatles when I was in elementary school. And I'm like, Oh my God, like stop shoving the Beatles down my throat. Oh, like, same. I think the Beatles are great. I do. They just don't speak to me. And I'm, you know, but mind you, this was like an eight year old kid who was just like the Beatles. And I'm like, but you don't, even then I'm like, but you don't un- like, how are you relating to this? Eight, eight years old. Right. You know, whereas like with the Eurythmics Ooh. who I discovered, I don't even know how, mm-hmm. how, cause my mother didn't listen to them or anything right. like that. But You know, again, since they had not released anything in years, I spent most of high school, like, looking for their CDs and video recordings of their performances. I spent a lot of time doing that. But Mm -hmm. when I did discover Britney Spears, I was just like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. And then fast forward, you know, almost 20 years later or more. And we're, you know, in Las Vegas at her show. And I'm like, "Yeah," you know, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's. And now I root for her. I do. I root for Britney.
0: Um, I sort of feel when what you were saying earlier about the Beatles. I feel similarly about Seinfeld. I feel like everyone is like, "Oh, that's like that episode of Seinfeld." I'm like, that would mean a lot to me if I had watched Seinfeld, yeah, I,
1: which I did.
0: I tried. I did when it was on the air. I really did, and I remember mm-hmm. going to a viewing party for the the final episode and feeling so uh, empty <laughs> when it was over.
1: I liked Eileen. <laughs> julia you know what I'll ju- Julie louis dreyfus but julia dreyfus like entertains me no matter what she does so um her name was not eileen oh my god
0: we're just we're anyway, gonna get letters it was um fuck i'm picturing her Francine. dancing in my head oh my god doing that dance uh elaine thank you thank, thank, thank you brain i was close uh, uh, eileen okay well my first one is not as fun but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm late to the party on cauliflower rice, super late to the party. I tried making it once. And actually I I do have to say I, so I come from a bland household, unfortunately. And by that, I mean, I have a, I have my, the, the, the parent who taught me to cook, which was my mother does not really believe in seasoning, which is very sad to talk about as an adult because, My goodness, I'm not interested in cooking if there are no seasonings Mm -hmm. like and if you you didn't put anything in the food, then guess we're ordering out because like, yuck. Um, But so I guess my first time making cauliflower rice, I treated it like it was regular rice. And this was before we were together, right? It was when we met. I I'd, I'd never even attempted oh. cauliflower rice until mm-hmm. like at some point after we were married. Even I think. Oh damn! Um, and I remember talking to Pissy about it and being like, I just don't, and uh, expecting her to to say back to me, "Oh, I get it, like totally get it." Who wants cauliflower rice? But she was she was actually she inspired me to give it a second glance because I was like, Oh, if you like if you spent time on this then great. pissy pissy advocated for cauliflower rice? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think her exact words to me were uh how did she was like well then how did you make it and was like oh mm-hmm. pff, that's not how you make it. You got to do it like th-. and had a whole like game plan for me and so I was like oh okay. Mm-hmm. Um because generally, okay, generally if something is like nasty and gross and very good for you, pissy's like ugh like daniel Mm -hmm. and i love kale right pissy hates kale hates it like fucking hates it also there's a really great kale joke in beetlejuice i just remembered that bringing it back um yes (laughs) uh so yeah that's cauliflower rice i basically um i basically uh i steam it and i add lots of salt lots of butter and oil Mm -hmm. and um and a little bit of broth doesn't matter what it's kind of It's really good when you do that.
1: Yeah. Just Especially a tiny you, bit of broth. if you burn it a little bit when yes. you're making it. it's really, Oh, yeah. You know, like make it toasty.
0: I'm definitely, I'm not trying to leave behind the el pegadito or oh, the concon. Con.
1: That's so, my favorite. Somehow you've you figured out how to make pegadito with cauliflower, right? Yeah, which is very strange. Because, duh. Yeah. Um, let's do one of our group ones. So Game of Thrones. Yes.
0: Um, we started watching when, right before season seven was going to start here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Just to give context. I think, it again, it was one of those things that, like, I grew up really liking fantasy things. Like, I even collected dragon statues. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. Oh. But I have them all in my old apartment. Um, oh, that makes sense. Like, high-end, like, we have a lot limited of, edition. We have a lot of random
0: dragon things. And I'm always like, how we did do? this come into your In life? this apartment? You have dragon plates. Oh, that those were, were a gift. Collect- yes, they were a gift but I didn't- from someone who knew you really well because you were collecting dragon statues probably at that uh, time. And they were like, oh, here. Maybe- I believe you saying that just now is like, oh, that's why we have those that. fucking plates.
1: No, Marcus gifted us those.
0: Yes, I know. Did he know but that? He gave I them, don't know. I think he knew. I think he knew. And huh. you didn't realize, I think that's what it I is, just like. That's them. what makes sense. They're great. plates. Um,
1: not complaining. I should not be putting them in the dishwasher, but yeah, um, we're lazy people. Where was that? Yes, so Game I loved all, I loved all that stuff, but then I just kind of stopped. And you weren't big yeah, into. Yeah, you
0: had it. seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies. All and of the Lord shit, of the Rings I, movies. I all this, tortured like, myself with the first Star one, Star Wars, and never do all it again. That stuff.
1: All the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, like you know, but then I just kind of stopped at a certain point, and then you were not too into fantasy. So I'm still not into. So fantasy. it didn't. It didn't really like rekindle. Yeah. But the idea of Game of Thrones, Thrones, and loans. So
0: here my thing Thank was you. I felt like I felt like there was a, a a Venn diagram of Pokemon fans and Game of Thrones fans like a big right that's what it's called when they meet in the middle a Venn diagram Oh
1: that's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Um so there were a lot of similarities between those two. It's like Charizard and Dragon. Sure. How did I know that? Um how did you know that? I don't know. So uh I was like oh Game of Thrones not for me. And then there was one weekend we had literally, we had exhausted every other thing we could possibly stream. And I said to Daniel, let's mm-hmm. put on the first episode of Game of Thrones. If we hate it, we
1: gave it a try. Very similar to how we got sucked into Downton Abbey. We ordered That's We true. ordered Indian, Indian food and watched Downton Abbey. I know. I know. It's great. Problematic
0: Sundays. That was my favorite. I mean... In- um, I miss it. Anyway... Uh, so yeah, we put on game of Thrones the first episode, and I've, and I've said this to just about everyone. If you watch the first episode and you're bored, it's not for you because honestly, it's one of those shows that it pulls you in and yeah, let go. It's, it's the type of, there are a lot of, there are some shows that are really like they're, they're really powerful in the way that they, uh, they start the storytelling Mm -hmm. And then there are shows that understand that they might get canceled after the first season, mm-hmm. and so they play it a little They're bit like, safer. yeah, Game of Thrones is definitely one that understood that it was here for oh, a yeah. while
1: it's It's basically like I've never read the books because i i I also used to read a lot of fantasy books, mm-hmm. but um it 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 w- plays out like a book it yeah, does that make sense? Sure like, there's so much information like it's not just you know, dragons and princesses and all of that stuff. It's that it they actually explain genealogies to you and, you know, how... Right. So so it is one of those shows that you do need to pay attention to. Right. Because they're giving you information that you're going to need. And I and don't also the, feel the, like... The, the, the opening sequence. You have to pay very you close attention to You have to attention pay attention to that, to that too. Because, because it it's, does change, episode to episode, even. Well,
0: it's not even about it changing. It's the fact that it's reminding you that things happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just it's one of those things where you can't skip the opening credits, Mm -hmm. you know, like when that wall
1: was like, yeah, that was that was cool because that was one of the times. Yeah, there was a noticeable
0: there was a castle. There's an entire kingdom that burned down one episode and then the next episode when they showed it. It was charred. Yeah. So it's like it's reminding you like even if even if you missed the the little recap at the beginning of the episode, Mm -hmm. it's reminding you that there's uh, there's there are things that took place that you need to remember.
1: Yeah it's just it's so. it, it's fun that it did that i think also like it you can feel the work that went into this show yeah and i think that's something also very satisfying about watching it like
0: i will say i i wish that we had gotten into it much earlier in its existence because binging it felt empty because we binged it and then we were with it for one year Uh, as it was airing live and then they took a break for Mm -hmm. two years and then gave us the final season which was annoying after all that work to just be like okay great bye um (laughs) you know like ha 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 there was a starbucks cup in an episode like there's just like stupid things that you can then reference but it's not really you know it Mm -hmm. didn't really open doors to so many pop culture references that i'm sort of grateful that we watched it although i did i did i did enjoy it a lot Mm -hmm. more than i thought i would yeah. Um, do you want to do your next one? Yeah. So, my next one,
1: it's skinny jeans. Uh huh. Um, so, I put this one late to the party because this was like a whole, um, uh, I was going to say self worth, but it's not that deep. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, <laughs> if I can't wear skinny jeans, I'm not worth anything. No. Um, it had more to do. So, I've only just recently started wearing skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a an oddly i would say a body that does not conform to what retailers think a man's body should conform conform to in that my hips are really big and my butt is quite flat so always dealt with the issue of you know the waist being too big the hips not and you know then i discovered jeans and stretch and it was a whole different ball game but i always wanted something that was slimmer in the leg because as a bigger person like you're looking for for jeans and when the waist gets bigger the the like the pant the width of the pant leg pant leg gets bigger yeah. to the point where sometimes and being a little hyperbolic it looks like you're wearing something close to jenko jeans which is not right fun and then it does it's not it's just not flattering like right. super big baggy jeans it's just not you know if that's not what you're looking for so i would you know try levi's out so on and so forth but i always would see skinny jeans you know in the stores or online and they might have them in my my waist size and length and all of that but i thought like why am i wearing skinny jeans like i'm gonna look ridiculous mm-hmm. like in my mind i thought i was gonna look like a you know a pair that you stuck two toothpicks in like that's what i thought i was gonna you know underneath um but then i decided to give it a shot and i ordered a pair from asos and literally the most comfortable pair of jeans they tapered just the right way Mm -hmm. i mean like i really do feel like my life changed because i have the the silhouette of jeans and the fit that i have always wanted Mm -hmm. and i don't look ridiculous like i never even thought to like maybe try a little harder until quite recently where i'm like well i you know i need to like change something about this so anyway yes and i now love them they only come in one wash but I bought three more and I dyed them because I did. wanted different
0: colors. He did. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a, a level of commitment that I'm not prepared to give. I
1: like a dark wash <laughs> jean, and this pair fits. Literally, they feel like like sweatpants. It's so nice, mm. but they don't look like
0: sweatpants. I should. Um, I should definitely give uh, ASOS jeans mm-hmm. a try. Uh, my next. My next item is White Castle. And I feel like, okay, so there's my life before I tried White Castle and then there's my life after. Um, (laughs) Okay, I'm being hyperbolic. Uh, We were growing up. I feel like everyone is sort of loyal. If if you're if you're a family that has fast food, right, you're sort of loyal to one brand or the other. And we were a family uh, that was loyal to uh, Burger King, which I feel like is a rare find because you know burger king is burger king is is somewhere in the mediocre department when it comes to being good i guess
1: Yeah, we were not burger King. you weren't burger king people Mm -mm. oh you're full mcdonald's people we were were full mcdonald's like like on occasion like again it was like one of those things that well mcdonald's is here so we'll do that but we never even looked in mcdonald's direction wendy's because of the chili and the a big potato.
0: See, Wendy's was a thing where there was a Wendy's in the mall that I used to hang out at, and so I would occasionally get fries and a frosty, and I remember being angry that I could not drink my frosty. Like that was a source of frustration for me. <laughs>
1: why could you not drink your frosty?
0: Because it's solid. Or not solid, but it's not oh, you're right, it's frosty. not a it's not a
1: milkshake. I've literally had one once. I'm... Anyway,
0: so we were we were loyal to Burger King. Um I remember when uh when Boston Chicken which eventually became Boston Market showed up, we would go there a lot. Uh we were really big into Pizza Hut. Uh just like just to run the gamut of, you know, the different places that we would where where we would get food from. KFC was another place. Um so we just White Castle wasn't something that anyone was looking at and I remember my parents making several comments about how disgusting it was so I just avoided it for a very very long time until uh my I'm pretty sure it was my cousin Kim we started like hanging out and going clubbing together at some point after I graduated from high school and there was one we used to go to the drive through every night what we would do is I would I would drive there and one of us would drive to the club, and it was agreed that whoever drove got to drink at the club. The other one had to pregame in the car, and so um, that was to keep you know to keep us safe, obviously, so we weren't drinking on the way home. Um, but it was also because your other job was to remember to go to the drive-through, and so there was one night that we we were tired of getting. I think it was McDonald's that we would regularly get. Um and uh or maybe the, there was one night that uh maybe Dunkin Donuts was closed or something and White Castle was across the street open 24 hours and you know I was like fine whatever let's do it. And those chicken rings are what brought me over. Those
1: chicken rings are good to the castle like
0: I mean, the burgers, I think, are great, mostly because they don't taste like any other burger you've ever had, where I I think most other uh, fast food joints are trying to replicate a like a a burger, like an actual Mm -hmm. burger. This is more like it's I think it's a pate that they make and then they form it into patties, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I yeah, I don't because
0: it doesn't look like ground beef when you eat it. It, it looks like a spread, like something you'd yeah. have to pipe. Yeah, or like when you
1: bite into it, it's not like little crumblies. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. only, I think I'd only had White Castle once before the time that my entire family like got food poisoning from oh. White. Oh. That was, and I've had food poisoning maybe two other times or three other times since then as an adult. But that, that like four people. Yeah. like And my brother who was maybe like, I don't know, three, four, maybe four or five. Oh no! Yeah, like because he he had a bite because my mother was you know he had his own you know food but, right 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 but right. um she gave him a bite of a of a of a burger and I mean obviously it was probably unique to this Burger King that we got the stuff from but oh you're talking about Burger King not Burger King my God White Castle oh sorry okay. um. You said chicken rings. You know I thought of chicken fries. You know what's anyway. interesting?
0: I was almost offended when you said it when you clarified that it was Burger. King. I'm like, oh my god, it was Burger. King. But when you said it was White Castle, I was like, I believe they're being because
1: White Castle to me kind of kind of just and reason. and and we've had White Castle <laughs> and I liked I I like this idea of being able to get like a sack of hamburgers. I don't know why, but food in volume <laughs> really excites me. <laughs> In sort of ridiculous it it, it is sort of volume. ridiculous but like they come they come in a briefcase i think that we got like a sack of tw- like a, a box of 20 ones because we case. were just a case okay oh, case. they come in a like, briefcase i told yeah. you yeah and and they gave us like this you're right like a little maletita
0: with yeah. a handle
1: it's like we were selling chocolates for school. exactly yeah um and i remember we went the year that they had like the waffle ones like the sriracha waffle ones Maybe. which were not they weren't like the chicken. They were like a chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were okay. They were just okay. But yeah, I stayed away from that probably until that very time yeah, <laughs> that we got yeah. the sack of twenty. I was like, I don't know. I mean, it gave way. Gave way. Whoops.
0: Um. Ooh. It um. <laughs> it created my favorite thing to do after like coming home on a Saturday night, which was to uh, watch. I would either watch Chelsea Lately or um, I Carly while eating my white castle and then i would most likely fall asleep for about four hours wake up and there would be more white castle to eat so i would just finish the rest of it wow so i was i was living on the edge you were you were committed <laughs> it was
1: it was a dark time but it was fun well <laughs> let's do the next uh group one uh so our next group one is rosalia the uh young spanish hip-hop artist i'm not sure what her music classifies as is classified as but
0: isn't it like a mix of flamenco and rap? Yeah, something like that.
1: But uh, Rosalia is a young um, Spanish singer from Barcelona who um, mm-hmm. does this really interesting thing uh, with her music that it, 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 it's based on traditional flamenco sounds and in the performances, um, you know, flamenco movement. But then she pairs that with, um, you know, things from from hip-hop and rap and really creates... Um, really fascinating interesting music i think but we we only just got into her she performed at something was it the AMA's, She performed at the grammys no but before that because there was another performance that we had seen her do i'd never seen her perform um before. but she's captivating she really is she really is but she's been around for at least two or three years i think right like a little years, a little longer than that yeah it's probably like four or five oh wow um what what I
0: found so interesting when because again we saw her perform at the Grammys and I I was intrigued by her the the sound because I grew up with parents that that listened to flamenco music like the same way that you'd have you know an album playing in the background mm-hmm. while you're like cleaning yeah my parents you know my parents had a uh, a briefcase full of tapes they bought. Uh, one of the times they went back to spain and it was just all of this like flamenco music and um, it was actually really beautiful and i'm glad that i was able to listen to it because it helped when when i was in college i needed flamenco music for my senior project and so knowing where to look really helped uh but um yeah it just it was such an interesting sound and it reminded me of that and then she's mixing it so it's it's flamenco pop is what they they're calling it um, she's mixing it with pop, uh, pop sounds and with hip hop. And it's just, it's fascinating. I think it's incredibly fascinating, but I had heard people talk about Rosalia, uh, before and I just, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I'm late, but I, f- I don't feel like we're that late. No, we didn't right? really
1: reject it. We just didn't know about it. But yeah. I, I, I think it really does speak to like whatever she's doing with her music is, is you know, crossing borders like it's it's really transcending you know um like uh you know we're like like i think like i can at least say for myself i listen to mainly english language music even though i understand and speak spanish mm-hmm. um and i'm fluent like it's it is not somewhere that i go necessarily but i feel like she is popular with a really large group of people kind of irrespective of language or culture, and I think that that you know speaks to what she's doing, yeah. That it that it's it's right, you know. I think it's amazing.
0: I mm-hmm. think more than anything, the 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 genre is fascinating. I think she's really cool, and um, and I'm hoping to maybe
1: dig a little bit deeper into that genre and see what else is out mm-hmm. there. It's fascinating for me because having worked with Spanish culture for so long and traveled there quite a bit, it's that you have this catalan you know the uh, the uh, woman who is like basing her 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 brand her image her style on flamenco culture which is from the mm-hmm. south and you know Catalonia and the rest of spain can sometimes be at odds with one another linguistically and culturally right um and things like that so it is interesting to me in that sense as well that she is again profiting from it but it is it that she's pulling a cult you know all of all of her culture in to create this imagery and and sound yeah yeah
0: i will say i do feel having limited interaction with with people who are catalan i was surprised at how she is both successful and also willing to share her music with like the world because it seems to me like uh you know most most of the people that i've met who are catalan are like oh no let's keep to ourselves like let's make sure that we're Mm -hmm. very like they're very exclusive in their yeah in the in the way they socialize Mm -hmm. well they just made
1: a bid to secede, like to be right separate from the rest of spain so
0: yeah um we're gonna take a break uh but when we come back when we come back (laughs) we're gonna finish this list and uh we've got a keto corner for you and i'm so excited so stick around we'll be right back
1: today's episode is brought to you by warby parker an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a
0: revolutionary price simply put your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with james
1: charles warby parker's prescription glasses start at 95 dollars, and they offer great customer service i should know
0: and they do sunglasses
1: too buying glasses should be easy and risk-free girl
0: Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that?
1: (laughs) Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way
0: you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite.
1: And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry.
0: And Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see
1: me. And... I'm now considering a divorce. Hey, to get started, head over to warbyporkertrial.com/kiki. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Warby porker? That's oh, a very different website. I was projecting. Very different. I mean, I project in all directions. Give them give them that yeah. link one more time. So sorry. To get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Again, that's WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Warby Parker, modern eyewear made simple.
0: Don't Google Warby Parker. You'll regret it. We're back and we're still doing our list of things that we were late to the party for. Uh,
1: Daniel, I think you're next. Oh, so (laughs) I was so surprised by that No. Um, so the last thing that I was well, I've been late to the party for many things. Um <laughs> but yes. um piercings was a big one mm. for me. Um it was something that I always wanted because I always found them intriguing and I never did, and my mind as I've gotten older has gotten fuzzier, like things have gotten fuzzier. So I can't right. remember if it was because my mom was against them or like whatever, you know, something like it certainly wasn't, you know, that the. Because the, I feel like we, we both grew up when um, uh, it was big, like, oh, if you're wearing your earring on this side, you're gay and all that. And I, if you have a tongue ring, it means you suck dick.
0: Yeah, and all that stuff. And um, yeah, it was my favorite because I had a straight cousin, a straight boy cousin who got his tongue pierced. What? And everyone was like, he sucks dick. And I was right. like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't.
1: But it's whatever. also good for other things. Yes, I've heard. Um, but. Yeah, it was something I just never indulged in. I even went with a friend of mine to St. Mark's Place when I was in high school Um, because she wanted to get her tongue pierced, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should do it now. But of course, because I'm as anal retentive as I am, like, you know, I didn't know what I wanted, and I didn't want to be stuck with something, and you know, all that. Um And seeing her get her tongue pierced just, to- like, it's not. it put you off? Yeah. Because I... That's a, that's a lot of meat to, for a thing to go through. Like, it was, a, it was a very... I mean, it looked great and all that, but then she also got infected. Anyway, it was just not... Wow. Yeah. Um, but they told her what to do, and she didn't do it. Um, wow. So, anywho, but I was always intrigued by them, always wanted them, and then I think one one year was it after i can't remember when we did this but i was like i want a nipple piercing and we went and i and i got one and it hurt like a motherfucker it was after pride it was after pride but i remember that we went all because i was like you know let's find somewhere in queens or whatever it is but we ended up going to saint mark's place um oh man i was right before we didn't yes we did we were near no you're thinking of a different time we weren't
0: on saint mark's we were near um we were on christopher street we were on christopher street near the piers that's when you first got your nipple pierced because it was right after a pride and it was
1: where the parade route lets you out it basically. wasn't with because i feel like my brother was with us nope nope oh no I, I, all i remember is that it hurt like hell because the guy did it improperly and then it ended up falling out oh okay so
0: maybe i'm thinking of when you got it re-pierced. sure yeah, because the yeah. first
1: time, because I remember it. Your it, brother it, was with it, us the it, um, first time, which
0: makes it weirder. Yeah,
1: it, <laughs> it fell out. It fell out during our trip to San Francisco, our second trip uh, to San Francisco. Oh, because your body rejected it. My body it. rejected it because he. It just. So the guy who pierced Daniel's
0: uh, nipple the first time, he had a cold, mm-hmm. and he also. Uh, he was the one who was like he. He didn't say anything. He didn't and use was the a clamp. Second, he didn't right. You know he didn't use a clamp. He used a cork. And so um, I don't know. I just uh, I thought it was strange the way he did it because I had both my nipples pierced when mm-hmm. um, like I was very early to the party when it came mm-hmm. to piercings um, or on time whatever. Uh, so <laughs> you met for, you were um, on time for your appointment. I was um, so. The but the guy didn't use a clamp and he also didn't say so. Daniel has like I guess smaller nipples, like he has less space. They,
1: they did not. They 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 did not because they, they the don't guy project. the guy who pierced who pierced
0: his nipples the
1: second time was like, oh this there's no nipple here. Yeah, because there's he like said, no nipple here. He said, oh have you been pierced before? And I explained it to him, and he said, oh do you do it with a cork? And he said, well you don't really have you know like nipples like you know that you can just do with a cork. So you have to clamp them and pull. Um
0: I have nipples, Ben. Can you milk me? Oh my god, stop.
1: (laughs) So anywho, (laughs) it was very painful. He took his time going through as well because I could feel I could feel him. It was just it was just not it was not a very fun experience. I I did something to my back because I convulsed when he did it because every other piercing I've had since that has just been like quick and it hurts for a second and then you're fine. Right? Um, Do you so remember anyway, what your first piercing was? It was my nipple. That was literally... Like, I started out with my nipple pierced. Yeah, we did this all wrong. Yeah, because I was just you. like... <laughs> but you know me. I typically, if I have... It, I just... I, I jump right in. Like, we're going to get that. Also, it was like... I wasn't sure how I felt with hardware, like, on or around my face. Uh-huh. So this I could keep for me or display it when I wanted to. So that was a big thing for me. Then I had it re-pierced. Then I had the other one pierced. And, and it does, like... It hurts. It hurts a lot, but if it's done properly, it only hurts because you've put...
0: you know
1: Because it's healing and because you've put a piece of metal through skin, very sensitive skin. But um, anyway, it kind of like... I I got the bug. Mm -hmm. And then one day... I've I've actually gotten a few piercings while I've just been at lunch (laughs) because I just want them. Um, I got one ear pierced and then I redid that piercing myself because I did not like where it was positioned. Mm-hmm. Um and I pierced both of my ears and I got them where I liked them. And uh I I don't know why I pierced my own ears, but you can check out our video of me piercing Ruby Rue's ears, which did not go so well. Um but I think I've done I've redone yours. Yep. I pierced Pissy's ear, Pissy Miles's ears for the first time. We have video of that too we have video we've of never that. released it. Um not not no then that, that's it i'm not piercing anything else but i've mm-hmm. i've gotten both my ears pierced um then i got my conch pierced which i love mm-hmm. um it's that kind of like like the like bowl in I the back it's like of your ear your earlobe, exactly basically um i've had my rook pierced, which is kind of at the top of your ear like inside that on either side neither one ever wanted to take like it was just constant problems um And then I got my septum pierced in Florida that one time, which was great. Um, And then another day at lunch, I got my tragus pierced. So now I have like five piercings. On your face. On my face. And I don't have my nipple piercings anymore because I got caught on things. But it's just been something that I have really um, found to enjoy because I like jewelry and... I think like finding you love an accessory. Oh, I love an accessory. <laughs> I do. Um, so anyway, it's just it's something that I feel like the only one that I've kind of been iffy about over the years is my septum piercing because there are moments where I'm like, does this work? Does it not? And I'm and then I realize that I'm not mm. thinking about what I feel about it. You think about what other people think. Exactly, about it. and and yeah. it's something that I've never never had anybody have an issue with in terms of my work or anything i even got hired for the job i like before the one i have now with my nose ring hanging out and i because i forgot to flip it up and i got complimented on it in a conservative you know upper east side gallery so yeah it has never been an issue for me and it's something that i quite i quite enjoy i mean i enjoy all of my piercings um but the one that's never coming out is my conch piercing because that hurt the worst yeah Worse than my nipples, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I really enjoy them, and you can take them out, you can put them back in. Like it, I love that. It it really is um, something you can play with. Mm-hmm. So
0: I remember when I was either fifteen or sixteen, uh, I was at I was in Atlantic City with my family, and I got my ear pierced at Claire's, and I remember my dad saying, "Oh, great, let's go buy you a dress to go with that earring." So. Uh, that was wow, the way dad. that was how I got started with um with piercings and then I ended up piercing my own I pierced the other my other ear myself. Um and I don't know if that one got infected because maybe a week after um my uh somebody died in my family and my dad asked me to take it out and I just I just went with it because I didn't feel like fighting in that moment. Um and then I've had my ears repierced several several hundred times. Ooh, I had my cartilage pierced at the mall. So with like a piercing gun, which is no. not the way to do it, but I'm they will they crush do it. it. You, you go to the icing or piercing pagoda, Claire's, they will do it. And it's not, it's like somebody stapled your ear. Um, yeah. that was terrible. Don't ever do that. And I have a permanent indentation in one of my, I think it's this ear Um, uh, from, from that stupid piercing. Um, but I've had so many piercings. I had my tongue pierced in Canada, When I went to Montreal with some of my friends, which was interesting because we were healing on the way back from Canada. And so you telling me that your friend couldn't make it work and it got infected. I'm like, oh, she wanted to get that shit infected
1: because I have friends. She was just not paying attention to the rules.
0: All of my friends from high school had their tongue tongues pierced and they were smokers, which you're not. You're supposed to stop smoking while your tongue piercing Mm -hmm. is healing. And all of my friends who are smokers did not stop, and so their and their piercings didn 't get infected they just they would wash more with mouthwash uh, because they were smokers so i I have seen people be like, "Oh, well, they said not to do this, but mm, who cares and they 've been fine, but i don 't know um, um, so there was that i 've had both my nipples pierced, I had my eyebrow pierced for a while, and that one started to rip because it would get caught on my towel mm-hmm. when I would come out of the shower. Um, so that was rough. Um, oh, I had my librette pierced. Mm-hmm. I missed that one. I That's missed a that cute one a Like, ooh, but that one hurt. Ooh, it hurt. I still remember. I still think about it. Ooh, can't that one e. also like fuck up your teeth? Yes, because and of it the, was fucking the backing. It was fucking up my teeth. But what I loved is that when my mouth was open, it sort of looked like the piercing went through my my uh my chin and um and came out my tongue it didn't have a flat back it did have a flat back but i could open my mouth in a certain way where it just looked like i had a like had a piece of metal shoved through my lip and Mm -hmm. out my tongue basically so uh but i loved like spinning it i think it was i think i had it when i worked at blockbuster and i would like someone would be talking to me and i would just be like spinning it with my my tongue inside anyway So my last one uh, is uh, Apple products. And the reason I mention this here is because I remember as a child, so we were a definitely a PC family, mostly because my dad, my my dad who had not gone to, he'd, uh, he had not gone to further his education because he had to quit school when he was 13 because my grandfather died then. And my dad basically had to go work um, to support his family. So uh, he, my dad never even finished middle school, much le- like what would be considered middle school, much less high school. Um, so he decided he wanted to learn how to build computers. And so he would send away and, uh, and he, would, he would get his lesson plan in the mail and all that stuff. Or not his lesson plan, whatever, his syllabus, whatever that's called. And so he was learning to build computers in the basement. So I remember we had one computer that we purchased. And then after that, every single computer we had was built by my father, which I thought was really, really cool. Wow. Because we, uh, we had a CD burner when it first came out. We had a DVD burner when it first came out. Because my dad would go to these computer shows on the weekends and he would buy all of this equipment that was dirt cheap at the computer shows and install it himself and i would buy little three dollar floppy disks of the newest lemming game um, which it was just a demo but you know how much information was going to fit on a floppy disk anyway um, but I, I definitely remember playing like really old games on these tiny tiny floppy disks um and i loved it uh so like doom oh i love doom anyway so I loved going to those computer shows as a child because I was just like, "Ooh, what games am I going to buy?" Like, but they Isn't weren't.
1: That, doesn't your mother call call the? Uh, oh my god, what's the text? Oh. The the other woman. Um. Oh, what it's a it's some computer store that my dad goes it's, to because they have one here. Like yeah. my dad goes to it in Yonkers. It's um. Something i forget center? Compu-
0: micro center micro center micro center yeah there my mom refers to micro center as the other woman because that's where my dad spends the rest of his <laughs> it was time
1: great your mother said that to me once when i said oh where's pepe when we were visiting and she goes ah he went to see the other woman and i was like excuse me and she I looked at me like you, oh you don't know the oh you don't know okay i
0: love that you believed her because i was like he's at a computer store well, because I knew. she just said <laughs>
1: it and i but it wasn't that i believed her i was just like wait what like it was such a strain you know I think it was, like, the first time that we'd gone to visit your parents too. So I was very, like, acutely aware of, like... Of your surroundings. uh, No, just of everything and being, like... And that, because I was being so, like, focused and pendejo, too, at that that moment. (laughs) I was like, excuse me? Um, Yeah, so... um, So anyway, my dad would build
0: all of the computers. He would... We had all of this really cool technology. And so I had a cousin... Who had a Mac? And this was back in the day when it was, um, it was like the one piece, like the really the, the, the gray vintage, one? Yeah, it was like a one piece mm-hmm. computer that had the floppy disk drive. Yep. If you were going to put a CD inside, you had to put the CD inside of essentially what looked like a jewel case and then shove it into the computer somehow. Mm-hmm oh we had those
1: in high school still too um,
0: yes i had those in uh i want to say like elementary school when mm-hmm. i learned to type we learned to type on an apple II e because mm-hmm. the, for some reason the nun made us repeat the name of the computer for some strange reason anyway uh so i remember feeling like sadness and pity for my cousin because she had this lesser computer because, <laughs> couldn't, because my dad would tell me oh i can't work with A Macintosh, because I don't know what to do. Like, if I were to open it up, I don't know what to do with it. Whereas if we bought a PC and something went wrong, because of my dad's experience, he could open the computer and fix whatever (laughs) the problem was. So, um, so. I mean, it's
1: still that way. Can you fix your own Mac? No,
0: like, no. <laughs> I mean, we've we've you've done stuff
1: to both of our computers, but, but I mean, I've like upgraded the hard drive and you know things like that, but things I would have never yeah, even attempted. I replaced the screen on your iPhone, yeah, and that worked. Not on Miss Jade's, but right, right.
0: Jesus. So I was just afraid, like, deathly afraid of Apple products uh, until I want to say my first Apple product was the iPod Mini, and. Uh, I remember, so I bought a refurbished one and I remember, I want to say like a month or two after I got it, it was acting funny. Um, it either wasn't syncing the music or whatever, whatever it was. And so I took it back to the Apple store and they, they were like, Oh, you're basically what happens when you use an Apple product or you, you sync an Apple product with uh, a non Apple computer is that there's this like virus that downloads mm-hmm. and it ruins the product. And so because of whatever, because of the, the genius bar being the way they are, I got a brand new iPod mini after that happened, which I was say very grateful for. Several times
1: by the genius bar. Right. I have to say, but remember I had a refurbished one. So, yeah. um, so I, d- I didn't deserve yeah. a new one. I have a Mac uh, that I've had for 10 over 10 years now. Yeah. And I mean, it it started to play this game where it turns off. Yeah, but it always comes back. But it comes back as fine. I, I just think she's, you know, she needs some glucosamine or Mine something. Mine is
0: also 10 years old, and it, it was one that I bought used on eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically what ended up happening... So I, I, I had PCs until, I want to say like my very late 20s. I had a... Um, I had uh, like a Toshiba laptop, and it started to act funny. It got to a point where um, it wouldn't connect to the Wi-Fi, um, and it wouldn't connect to the Wi-Fi in public. So if I took my laptop to a Starbucks, it wouldn't connect to the Wi-Fi, but it was perfectly fine if I was at home, and so I – You know, the the person I was dating at the time had a lot of Mac products and they swore by them and said that they last very long and that they're um, they're built really well. And so I bought one of those plastic um, MacBooks, like not the MacBook Pro, the the colorful, like the lozenge ones. No, no, not not uh, later. The one of the later models, the ones that were were white and plastic um even though i wanted uh, oh just like
1: the macbook i think it was just the MacBook. just a
0: plain ass yeah. macbook oh i thought i remember, wanted like, the legally blonde one no, no 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 um no i missed out on that on that whole Those era cute. um i remember thorgy had a black one and i really 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 wanted a black one and they didn't have any when i went and i didn't feel like waiting so i just bought a white one whatever um uh and that computer lasted maybe five years so like but it was also made of plastic. Mm-hmm. So when I bought my new one, I was like, I need something that has the titanium body so that it protects my computer. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have. And, you know, I, my computer works pretty great, it's, even though it's 10 yeah. years old.
1: I have a Mac with Air as well, mm-hmm. and I love it.
0: Yeah, I would never. The the way that I think about it now and I think about what I thought of Macs before I was a, a Mac owner. And I would never go back to owning a pc because it's just you're you're saving money on the computer but you're you're adding to that with all of the you know like they don't make viruses for Mm -hmm. apple products at this point still like they're just not compatible Mm -hmm. whereas with pc products there is just like a like a a disney vault of Mm -hmm. of mac of of viruses That i mean you should
1: still be careful because there is like malware and stuff like that that has found its way onto Macs. yeah but it, it it's like you know it's like phishing. But for the it, for know, the but... most
0: part, for the most part, you're pretty safe if you're a Mac user. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with a PC, you have to then pay for antivirus and all of this other stuff. And and just things are harder to do. Like, yeah. things, simple things are much harder to do on a PC than they would be on a Mac. Mm-hmm. So um, I just I'm I'm very happy that I found this yeah. and I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the last one on our list?
1: Billie Eilish william eyelash
0: william eyelash
1: i love that uh, when uh rain wilson went to visit her mm-hmm. at her home that was very cute
0: i will say i don't think we're that late to the party but no. what inspired me to go back and listen to her entire album was her winning best new uh best album mm-hmm. at the grammys and best did she also win best new Artist as well mm,
1: maybe i think so yes. i think it was her yeah
0: I did, I was listening to some of Mm -hmm. her music, but specific, so my specific holdout was Bad Guy. I did not like Bad Guy at Mm -hmm. all. I was like, why is this, why is this the biggest deal out of all? I think that Bury a Friend is a much more, like, is a much more amazing song. Why aren't we talking more about Bury a Friend? Mm -hmm. Or even You Should See Me in a Crown, or I I Wish You Were Gay. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many, I thought that there were so many better, uh, better cuts from this album. Yeah than bad guy mm-hmm. and then i went back and listened and bad guy is it's so unique in its sound mm-hmm. but it's also
1: incredible but the entire album is it's phenomenal fantastic. it it's so cool it's like a it's a package like it actually works together you know sounds better together um when i first heard about her i was like who's this creepy girl <laughs> that was like my you know my thing but but in 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 listening, like again, I thought, oh, like, maybe this just isn't for me because I am in my mid mid thirties. Yeah, mid thirties. And like I don't wanna be like, you know, one of those people who's like, I ain't gonna like, you know. I don't know. I just felt like I was like it's not forming, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the audience. And I don't think I'm the audience <laughs> for this music, but you can really appreciate how talented she is in terms of the lyrics. And I mean, her voice is also spectacular. And you've, when you have a wonderful voice, you've really got me in, in a, in a way, like the way I like her is different from the way I like Britney. Brittany, Brittany Absolutely. It, we're not, I'm not going to Brittany for the voice. It is just entertaining. This like hearing her voice is amazing. Like she has such an incredible voice that it's pleasing to listen to her on top of enjoying the music. Yes. You know? Um, Yeah. And, and also just hearing more about like reading more about her. Like recently I read an article about her style. That was interesting. How these, um, these baggy, uh, you know, like, like masculine and air quotes clothing that she wears, Uh that she has every designer basically make her like shorts and a big, you know, short sleeve shirt. Um, is because she she doesn't feel like it is anybody's business what her body actually looks like. Mm. And I, I I was cooped and gagged. I was like, this eighteen year old is essentially like turning the tables on how they might or have tried to or you know, may want to market her. Cause like she's sexualized to sexualize her. Exactly. It, she is, plainly, she's yeah. saying, you've got all this other yep. stuff from me. You've got the music, you've got the performance. Like she's performed in a, in a, in a boot. Like, you know, she will perform and she will do what, you know, is asked of her, but you're not going to get her body. Right. And to me that, and mind you this is like within the past two weeks, I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm here for this ride. Because you are doing what, I, you know, I would say like Britney Spears probably, you know, wasn't in a position to do this Christina Aguilera probably as well. I'm thinking of people that, you know, a lot, like are, are very similar in terms of the trajectory and, and age, right? Because she's still very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but she seems to be very much in control of the output. And I think that that is very appealing to me because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not listening to you know, what a 50 year old white man in a boardroom wrote. Right. You know, because that was think, already passed on by several other pop artists. Exactly. And, it and it's you. just exactly. a, a track. Exactly. She is writing music. Also the fact that she produces it with her brother. He also won a Grammy actually for, for producing, I think the whole album. Yeah. Um It's fascinating. It, it really is fascinating. And the way she plays with, with, I think uh, gender expression is also really interesting Yes, to me um she obviously you know she has these super baggy almost like um in england i think they call it like a like like chavvy you know where she is wearing head to toe one design everything's logos but it's it's very um Mm tongue-in-cheek i think and then you know there are the nails so it's it's this kind of juxtaposition of a whole bunch of different uh i would say like gendered items and trappings that i really um like so
0: Yeah, I think she's endlessly fascinating. And I I agree, I think, uh, I think to put a pop star in a position, a young pop star specifically, and one that, you know, one that is so closely working on all of their own music, um, to put them in this position, and then allow them to continue to give you whatever, whatever aesthetic they've, they've deemed uh, appropriate, I think that is sort of dangerous and so i like that she's doing it i like that she's very much in control of everything including her image yeah so um okay let's um we're running out of time so let's let's go right into the keto corner what do we
1: have so in this week's keto corner we have a vegetable and sausage soup that i make for you in our latest youtube video um it's a really tasty uh soup that i've i've modified from an original recipe um it's incredibly and easy to make it's so easy and it's a very short video and i may seem a bit like clipped but it's because there's really not a lot to say about it no. it's great it reheats well um i do a whole bunch of stuff to it and so please check it out at grizzlykiki.com youtube let us know what you think and you know try it out yes okay
0: it's time for i'm so excited
1: i'm
0: What are we excited about this week?
1: Aquafina is Nora from Queens on Comedy Central. Yes. It she is. She's amazing. She
0: definitely is Nora from Queens on Comedy Central.
1: I also (laughs) didn't know that her name her like given name is Nora is Nora. And I love Aquafina is such a gift. And like I I think you introduced her to me a few years ago, uh, through some of her her, like music videos, I think it was. My Vag. My VAG, yes. Is that
0: the only one? uh that's the only one i know of oh okay. yeah you know me i see one video I mean, they have 20 it was margaret, oh. margaret cho brought her to my yeah. attention and then she, yeah.
1: uh, she's so entertaining and we've seen her in things like um she was in crazy rich asians where she had a role and oceans eight oceans eight which I was oceans eight yeah yeah um i again i really enjoy just the sound of her voice it's 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 a uh, like she's she's uh, instantly recognizable but in in this show it's she's just like playing she shines like she truly oh, shines my God. in the show also it didn't hurt that we got to listen to her for a week on the seven train doing all of the announcements yes, yes. amazing um it is it is such a like an original show it really again it seems like she's in control of it and her personality shines through 110 percent and she also has a really great cast of people around her yeah um one of them being Bowen Yang. Bowen, which, yes.
0: Oh, more bowen yang yes more bow and yang yeah
1: her like evil cousin yeah um yeah bowen is really like doing it yeah I'm very excited um and B.D. Wong is
0: doing this weird New York... I don't know where B.D. Wong is from, but I just imagine that he's not from New York, and he's doing this really heavy, like... New York accent. Like, Queen's accent, yeah. and it's hot. Good God. Mm-hmm. It's very hot. The
1: <laughs> character's very awkward, though.
0: Sure. I think. Um, I still...
1: I, yeah. Wow. The, the grandma's Young. great. Yes. Um, duh. I always forget the actress's name, but she was in she was in Oranges and New Black. Yes. Um yeah I, I mean it's it's just a great show it's really refreshing yeah like it's you know of all the shows we watch it's it like is the one I'm most excited for
0: it's fun and it makes me happy because I want Aquafina to have all the success in the world and I feel like this show's gonna be around for a while because mm-hmm. of how strong it is yeah. like the the material is very very strong I think um and the laughs are plenty so that's great um okay so we are also excited about rupaul hosting snl this saturday i mean what i mean i'm very excited to see what this is going to be i'm curious yeah
1: i think it's um as
0: much as i've as as much as much um criticism as we've offered to thank you i was just thinking about how to have the disclaimer fit in i'm still really really excited to see this moment
1: see and Yes, and I feel conflicted about being excited about it because somebody posted something on social media the other day. I wanna say it was Sarah Andrews, but I can't remember, but it was one of those like you know the the those like dialogue posts that yeah. are going around where it was like um me or like it was some maybe it said like basic gay i can't it was something like that right like gay man right oh man, you know it um. It's really upsetting that Drag Race isn't inclusive of trans people and, you know, there was a bunch of other stuff. And then it said, also, you know, gay man. But you know what? It could be worse. So I'm just going to watch it anyway, Uh you know? And so I feel conflicted sometimes in being excited about this because I don't necessarily believe in everything that the show espouses. Right. But it's still exposure for those who get on so maybe they can do the work do, do, do you know what I mean? Help further the work that needs to be done so it's exposure and so it sounds very convoluted but what, what I'm excited about RuPaul is that again it's exposure and it's breaking another boundary I think so like that's why I'm excited.
0: I'm mostly just curious to see how she lives in this moment. Is she going to be RuPaul like the 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 12-year-old who was able to see that life was just a big joke? And is it going to be? Is it going to be like you know a, a big moment for Baby RuPaul, who's like, oh, this thing that I thought was funny that I've been watching since I was mm-hmm. a child, I'm finally able to do it. Is it going to be a marketing moment for RuPaul's Drag Race? Is she going to do the show entirely in drag, or is it just going <laughs> to be a really long commercial for the show? You know, like. Or is it going to be this, you know, older, somewhat jaded version of RuPaul that we saw a little bit of in AJ and the Queen, mm-hmm. who is just, you know, again, just there because he feels it's the natural next step in his yeah. career. Like, which mm-hmm. version of RuPaul are we getting on this? I I really feel <sighs> when I saw it pop up on, on, on Twitter, I was just excited. Whatever version of RuPaul we get, I'm excited I because really I hope think it's this is monster. a big moment i don't see rupaul, I hope it's doing RuPaul
1: instead of well, you called him what robert <laughs> robert <laughs>
0: <laughs> because that's his character's name on aj and the queen mm-hmm. uh so um i'm i'm i don't see rupaul doing the whole show in drag but i do see pre-recorded sketches done in drag it'd be
1: great yeah i just people need to need to see because everybody watches us and you know like yeah you well, know a lot of people watch a SNL, lot of people but. watch SNL but I just think it's um and like she's hosting the show it's not it's not like you know drag queen here for a bit I mean also, and not and not that because like Jiggly has been on 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 SNL, SNL with Peppermint and yeah. so that's a big deal but they were not you know hosting hosting or you know like 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 a little more of a deal you know yeah. they, were, they were they were part, part of a, they were part of a yeah. sketch mm-hmm. but to have a a drag queen and this drag queen right and like, also
0: given the musical guest who is Justin Bieber mm-hmm. it's going to i mean it's gonna there be are going to be a lot of eyes on ruPaul and i'm just yeah. curious to see what's going to happen and how people are going to receive it
1: i'm just and i'm also just really excited for ruPaul it's the first time in a long time i've been excited for SNL yeah like we may watch it live oh i feel like we will
0: <laughs> i feel like we will <laughs>
1: well well that brings us to the end of another episode we're grizzly kiki on everything
0: that means facebook twitter and instagram so be sure to follow us there
1: you can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe on
0: itunes spotify and wherever you're listening to this podcast until next time bye, bye.